Oh, good evening. Uh, welcome back. This is our second class on the Sikha from which is the Sikha about um, last night we learned we learned Rambam, right? This is the Sikha from the Kuntris Dvar Malchus. That, as you know, the Dvar Malchus has four Sikhs. Two of them are from Mishnah Teire, Hilchis Melochim, and Muhammad Melacham Sheikh Perikir Aleph. And two of them, of course, are from Hilchis Melochim, and Muhammad Melacham Sheikh Perikir Beis. This is the first of the two Sikhs from Perikir Beis. Last night we learned questions. We learned less than half the Sikha, but I would argue we learned the more um, complicated half of the Sikha. Today we're going to learn answers. But of course, in typical Jewish fashion, the beginning of every answer is another question. What is the issue? The issue is that the Rambam Paskins, the Rambam Paskins after Mashiach comes, the world remains the same as the world we know now. It continues to be a, a natural world with the same order. And the question is that there's a Teres Kayanim, a Medrish, and there's also a Gemarik Subis that indicate that Ilani Srak, that trees that are currently barren, will bear edible fruit, which is obviously Shinim and Hagashalim, that's a change of the order of the world. And the question is what does the Ramam do with these Memarik Hazam? The Rebbe gave us two uh, possible answers. The first was from Anad Baz, a Maise with Eretz Yisrael and the whole world. And he refuted that. And then he brought us an Avodah Sakhaydish, which was fascinating, that speaks about going back to before the original sin. And the Rebbe refuted that. So basically, we spent the whole evening learning questions, and we're back to square one. The question is, the Rambam Paskins, after Mashiach comes, miracles do not happen. The world remains the same as it is today. The world continues to follow the same governance, same order as it has now, with the exception of Shibud Malchis, sovereignty. You're not going to be independent. They're going to serve Hashem on their own. And uh, here's a, a Braise, a Medrish, and a Gemara that speaks about a Gvaldekanes that all trees that currently have no fruit will bear fruit. This is the question of the Rebbe. So here goes the answer. Here goes the answer. But in order to answer the question, we have another question. Which is the difference between tonight's question and the question from last night. The difference is that last night's question was from another source. In other words, there's a question on a Rambam from a Tereskenim and a Gemara. Tonight's question is a kashe from a Rambam on a Rambam. Contradictions in Rambam, steers in Rambam. Everybody knows that one of the most exciting areas in Limud is understanding a Rambam. Since Rambam does not bring Taimi Haloches, he doesn't bring the Makoiri Haloches, getting into the Rambam's head is one of the greatest, the most exciting aspects of Limud Atere. See, here we're going to have a contradiction, several contradictions in the Rambam himself the Rebbe is going to present, which is going to help us, so to speak, get into the Rambam's head and figure out what the Rambam was thinking. In figuring out what the Rambam was thinking, we're not just going to resolve the contradictions, but we're going to address the question of 
the Eitz HaSod, the Yit Imperia, which is the basis for the Sikh. So we're not going to waste any time, we're going to jump straight in. We're starting Sif Ches, which is page 197. Uh, Rabbi here was kind enough to give me this uh, tablet, so it's a little bit brighter, it's easy for me to see. Um, let's see if this works. Here we go. Vetman does Fashtein. The question about the Rambam's Ein Bein and the Asidin Ilan Israk Lintes Peri Lahiti Peris, Lasis Peris, can be explained in This requires us to analyze the Rambam's personal view. Das was the Rambam then done. We all know the Rambam holds. After Mashiach comes, the world follows the same governance of now. And there's no Shinim in Let's be clear. Shinim in does not mean a miracle. Miracles can happen now. They can certainly happen after Mashiach comes. Shinim in means a new nature. Says the Rebbe is Lachoira, is arguably, Val Er Halt with the day of Aserbrengt, he holds of the opinion, which is of course the opinion of Shmuel, as Ein Ben Ha'elam Hazelia, Mesa Mashiach, there's no separation between this world, I mean, before Mashiach comes, and the times of Mashiach, El Ashibud Malchit, without nothing other than uh, governance, sovereignty. Now, directly or indirectly, we're under the the uh, governance of other nations. After Mashiach comes, we have our own sovereignty. But besides for that, um, the world has a natural order. Which of course is Da'af Shmuel Nigamot, Mina Shmuel Nigamot. Says the Rebbe, Zanim Bevuzdikashis. I'm going to ask you questions, says the Rebbe. These are not my own questions. These questions are asked by Lecha Mishnah. And they're incredibly good kashis. They're very starke kashis. Um, and these questions essentially are contradictions in a number. But the Lacha Mishnah fact of them, the Lacha Mishnah challenges the Rambam's opinion of Eimben that he holds like Shmuel. Because we find two occasions, at least, where the Rambam contradicts this, this idea that he paskins like Shmuel. That after Mashiach comes, the world continues to be the same as the world we have now, is contradicted by two other Rambams. Aleph. Number one. In Gemara Shtei, the Gemara says, all the prophets said their prophecies about the times of Mashiach. But the world to come, which is after the times of Mashiach, what we would call Schar. So he brings the post, so no eye has seen this. And other than you, nobody knows this. The Nevi'im, the prophets, of course, describe what's going to happen at the end of time. And of course, in their descriptions, they describe many supernatural events. So, um, clearly, the prophets are seeing a time when there is a Shinim and Agashol, when things are going to change. Yet, Rabchia Baraba says in the name of Rabbi Echelon, the prophets who are describing Shinim and Agashol are talking about you may say Mashiach and not El Mabba. Because if the Nevi'im are only seeing Mesa Mashiach and they're not seeing El Mabba and they're describing miracles, so the prophets clearly are describing Mashiach is going to come and there's going to be Shinim and Agashalayla. And then the Gemara continues, this Rabbi Yochanan who says that. All the prophets saw the Yemesa Mashiach. In other words, they're describing Shinim and Hagar in times of Mashiach. 
is disagreeing with Shmuel, the Amar Shmuel. Shmuel holds, Ein mazali There is no difference between the world as we know it now and the times of Mashiach, and Lashibad Malchi is rather except for sovereignty. Now, what we just read is exactly how we understood the Rambam, right? The Rambam says that after Mashiach comes, there is no Shirim in Hagishalayla, which means, according to the Rambam, the Nevi'im who saw supernatural events are describing Yelam and when Rabbi Yechanan says that the Nevi'im are only speaking about Yemes HaMashiach, it's because this is the Machlaikis. Rabbi Yechanan holds that the miracles are going to happen Yemes HaMashiach. The Shinim and Hagesh Shalom is going to happen Yemes HaMashiach. And Shmuel holds that the Shinim and Hagesh Shalom is going to happen in Elam Abba. Here's the problem. The Rambam Paskent with Rabbi Yechanan. The Rambam in a different place holds like Rabbi Yechanan. In other words, he holds not like Shmuel. This is, a, this is a Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva. Omruch HaChamam, the rabbi said, Kol Avim Kulmo, the prophets, Le'nivu Eli Mesa Mashiach. They're describing the times of Mashiach. Avol Ha'el Mabah, the world to come. Ayin Le'ras Le'kem Zazach. In other words, this is a blatant contradiction. You cannot hold like Shmuel and hold the B'chiyah Barabah. And the Rambam holds like both. Shmuel holds. Yemesa Mashiach is natural. So then you certainly have to hold that the Nevi'im are describing Yel Mabah. Rabbi Yechanan holds. That the Nevi'im are talking about Yemesa Mashiach because Yemesa Mashiach is going to be Shinim and Hagasham, supernatural. You can't paskin like both. You cannot paskin that in the times of Mashiach nothing is going to change and paskin that in the times of Mashiach there's going to be great miracles because none of the prophets saw Elam Haba and that Ammon paskins like both. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 180 discrepancy. It's a contradiction that can't have more extreme than this. Great question, right? And um, I don't know what the Lechemishnah's answer is, but the Rebbe is going to offer us his brilliant answer uh, soon, momentarily. So this is the first stira in the Rambam itself. Now, base. The Mishnah Zog, the Mishnah says in Shabbos, quote, ish. a person is not allowed to go out on Shabbos, Lebe not with a sword and not with a bow. If he goes out wearing these weapons, he's Chayv Chatos, or, or if, if he's a Shegi, of course. You're not allowed to carry on Shabbos. Everybody understands it. If you carry into it a shosarabim or your ma'avidalab shosarabim, it's a kara, it's a skila, and it's a kara, and it's a chatas, and so on. However, you're allowed to wear clothing on Shabbos. You're allowed to wear jewelry on Shabbos. If a person walks out bedecked with, uh, with military hardware, with weapons, but he's not holding them in his hand, he's wearing them on his waist, he's wearing them over his shoulders, carrying them on his back. Uh, which is a form of a malbush. It's the way people dress. Is that carrying or not? That would depend if you would view these weapons with this. He's not holding them in a sense. He's wearing them as a decoration, as an adornment, like a piece of jewelry, or as a burden. So the, the Tanakam and the Mishnah says you're not allowed to wear weapons on Shabbos. And if you do, you, it's, it's, it's carrying. Even if you're not holding them on your hand, you're just wearing them on your body. Then the Mishnah continues, Rabbi Yazir, Eimer, Rabbi Yazir's Tachshit and Himla, they're considered jewelry, they're considered adornments. Now, you'll see momentarily, even though Rabbi Yazir holds they're considered jewelry, there's actually a machlekis in the Gemara whether Rabbi Yazir says that you're allowed to wear them. There's an argument to be made that even according to Rabbi Yazir, they're considered jewelry, but you're not allowed to wear them. Why? Because for whatever reason, the question about wearing weapons of war on Shabbos, whether it's considered a malbush, derech malbush, wearing an outfit, 
or carrying a weapon depends on whether we're going to be wearing these weapons after Mashiach comes. If after Mashiach comes we're going to continue wearing weapons, then it becomes a malbush. If after Mashiach comes we're no longer going to be wearing weapons, then it's not a malbush and you're not allowed to wear it. And if you're wearing it today, you're oivir on Hitzah and Maivir. So Rabbi calls them a tachshitin, an adornment, jewelry, and yet we're going to have in the Gemara two opinions whether you're allowed to wear them or not on Shabbos, as you'll see momentarily. disagree. They say after Mashiach comes, not only are we not going to be wearing weapons, but they're not going to be honorable. Weapons are shameful. As the Pasuk says, Mashiach comes, we destroy our weapons, we make them into plows. And our spears, we make them into tools for, for, for removing weeds. And as the Pasuk continues, one nation will not lift up a sword against another nation, and people are not going to study war anymore. And Rashi adds, I'm on top of 198 now, if they're considered adornment, something which is worn for beauty, so Rabbi Yazid holds that after Mashiach, that weapons can be seen as something which honors its wearer, it's, it's decorative, it's, it, uh, it dignifies the soldier. The Chachamim say weapons are necessary under certain conditions, but they're undignified. So this could be almost like a philosophical argument. It's not a factual argument. It's a philosophical argument. A soldier is bedecked in his uniform and he's carrying his weapons. Rabbi Yezah says this honors him. And the Chachamim say necessary evil, but it's not an honor. Okay? Now, how does this address the question of whether if you wear them on Shabbos, you're carrying or not? So let's continue. We're on top of page 198. He says the Rebbe like this. In the Gemara, there's two opinions about Rebbe Yezah. The Chachamim who hold that a, a wearing weapons is not honorable certainly holds its carrying for sure. Kulam, no question about it. We need to say, even if we're going to need weapons after Mashiach comes, because we're going to have a natural world, wearing a weapon is not going to be decorative to the soldier. It's a necessary evil, and you're not allowed to wear it on Shabbos unless you must. And if you're wearing it, then you don't must, you carry it. But Rabbi Yezir holds that after Mashiach comes, and now, I suppose you could say, weapons decorate the soldier. In other words, they're having a philosophical argument about how a soldier relates to his tools. Rabbi Yezir says they honor him. Chachamim say they, I don't want to use the word dishonor him, but it's not honorable, okay? So but Rabbi Yezir's opinion, in other words, the one who holds that weapons do decorate a soldier, there's also two opinions. Light ain't there. The first opinion held as Eich Rabbi Yezer as Klizayd B'Tedeli Mesa Mashiach. After Mashiach comes, weapons may be a decoration, they may be an adornment to a soldier, but after Mashiach comes, they're not going to wear them because the plea of the Shmuel who disagrees with Shmuel Mesalab Chiyabar Abba. In other words, there's an opinion who holds that Rabbi Yezer holds. The Mashiach comes, the world is going to be miraculous, supernatural. And again, the word miraculous is wrong. The word is, there's a sheet of an there's a new, cha- a new nature. And if you hold that after Mashiach comes, there's a new nature, you obviously do not hold that after Mashiach comes, the world remains the same as it is now. 
So perhaps, theoretically, you could say that weapons decorate a soldier, but after Mashiach comes, you're not going to need them because there's going to be no war. So even now, you're not allowed to put these decorations on and it would constitute carry. But it's fated there, the second opinion holds, the Belezid holds, after Mashiach comes, uh, weapons of war are still going to be worn. Hainu de Shmuel, because we hold like Shmuel, who says, that after Mashiach comes, there's no shinim in Hagasham. The world remains as it is right now, and there's going to be need for weapons uh, to fight wars or to prevent wars. And according to this second opinion, you would be allowed to wear weapons on Shabbos because you need the weapons in case there'd be a war. So, so it's useful. And wearing it does not constitute carrying it because it decorates the soldier who's wearing it. So, in Abeliezer's opinion, Lezer holds weapons make a soldier look good. Still, there's two opinions. If after Mashiach comes, we're going to need them. And if after Mashiach comes, we're not going to need them, even though a weapon makes a soldier look good, he's not allowed to wear them even now. And if he wears them, he's chayv and etzah. We carry. On the other hand, there's an opinion that says that weapons decorate a soldier, they make a soldier look good. After Mashiach comes, the world is going to be natural like it is right now, so there'll be a point of a soldier wearing a weapon, so you let it carry the, wear them on Shabbos. Says the Rebbe Abadas Chachamim is a kula alma, but the Chachamim disagree. They don't see weapons as honorable at all. They see weapons as dishonoring. As Klizayim Betelim Mesa Mashiach, they hold furthermore that after Mashiach comes, there's going to be no need for war because there's going to be a Shinoi Minhagi Shalom, there's going to be a change in the nature of the world. When the Rebbe, and accordingly, Imyatsa Besaif, if you carry it out, a sword, not in your hands, but on your waist, and so on and so forth, chayv, chatas, would be chayv for carrying. So, according to one opinion of Rabbi Yezir, after Mashiach comes, you can't wear weapons. According to Chachamim, absolutely, you're not allowed to wear weapons, because wearing a weapon is carrying. What's the basis for both of these? What's the basis for Rabbi Yezir's opinion that after Mashiach comes, wearing weapons is carrying? What's the basis for the Chachamim's view Across the board, that wearing weapons is carrying, the answer is that after Mashiach comes, to the Shin Menogashalaylam, says that everyone, that Amman Paskin, that Amman Paskin, that you're not allowed to wear weapons on Shabbos. That Amman holds that if a soldier walks out on Shabbos dressed up in his uniform and he's wearing his weapons on his waist and on his back, he's carrying. Why? Because after Mashiach comes, they're not going to need him. Now, what does that mean? That the Rambam holds, like the Chachamim hold, that after Mashiach comes, there's going to be a Shinim in Hagashel, there's going to be a new nature in the world, which is not going to warrant war. Here's another example of the Rambam paskening not like Shmuel. So let's talk it over, let's be very, very clear. The position of the Rambam here, in Nuchas Mashiach, is like Shmuel, that after Mashiach comes, the world remains the same as it is right now. There will not be Shinim and Hagai. There's not going to be a change in the nature of the world. And then there are two Gemaras. One Gemara which speaks directly about the Nevi'im, and the other Gemara which discusses the question of carrying weapons or wearing weapons. And in both cases, the Ramam Pasch is not like Shmuel. And of course, to speak in the language of a yeshiva bacher, you'll say, Rambam, make up your mind. Do you hold like Shmuel, like you say in Hilchas Mashiach, or you do not hold like Shmuel, like you say in Hilchas Shabbos and Hilchas Shuvah? How can you hold like both? It's a, it's a clear stida in Rambam. 
which of course is a very basic part of, of the study of Rambam, is to find these contradictions and try to resolve them. So this is the new question. Now let me repeat myself. Yesterday we asked questions on the Rambam from other sources. Today we're asking questions on the Rambam from the Rambam. Now that we've asked questions from the Rambam on the Rambam, we're ready to answer the question. From this point forward, we're on page 198, right column siftes, we're done with the questions, we're ready to give the answers to the questions. What's going to be the answer? So that begins. You all know what the answer is, I guess I should say it in words. The answer is that there's two periods in the times of Mashiach. There's a period in the time of Mashiach, which is like Shmuel, that there's no Shirim and Hagashalelem. And there's a period which is not like Shmuel, but like Abchia Barabba, where there is Shirim and Hagashalelem. Where the Rabbim says in Nechaz Chuvah, and where the Rabbim says in Nechaz Shabbos, that there will be a change of nature. And therefore, wearing weapons of war constitute carrying, he's talking about the later stage in the times of Mashiach. Simple answer. Great question, simple answer. Is the Birbada? The answer is. With another question, another question. Let me let me go back to Alapes. How could Rambam Bechlal say that after Mashiach comes nothing in the nature of the world is going to change? When it's written in Zion, it's not going to be any new nature. Says, is it not true? It's one of the 13 principles of our faith. Written by Rabbeinu Meshe ben Maimin himself, Rambam himself, as it's Vezayin Tchiyas Ames. The direction of the dead will take place. The idea that all the people who passed away are going to grow out of the ground and live again is the ultimate change of nature. And this is, a, is another question of the Rambam. The Rambam holds of Tchiyas Ames. The Rambam further holds that Tchiyas Ames happens in the times of Mashiach as you see momentarily. So how could the Rambam hold that nature doesn't change? And the Rebbe continues, There are opinions who hold, and by the way, amongst those opinions is Kabbalah and us, Hasidus. As the is in the world to come. Because the Kabbalah hold, the Kabbalists hold, that the ultimate reward, which is called eternal life, is going to be for a soul and a body, is Tchiyas HaMesim, so the resurrection, that is something altogether separate. Nishkin chelik when you may say Mashiach, it's not a part of you may say Mashiach. If you go like the Ramban with an N, Nachmanides, who holds that Tchiyas HaMesim is after Mashiach. If Tchiyas HaMesim is after Mashiach, so Mashiach could be natural, and Tchiyas HaMesim could be above nature. Oh, but the problem is, the Rambam himself holds in Nuchas Tshuva. As Elam Abba meant Elam and Shabbat Beligufim, the Rambam holds that eternal life is going to be spiritual and not physical. So when the Rambam speaks about Chiyas HaMesim, he cannot hold that Chiyas HaMesim is eternal life because the Rambam holds that eternal life is spiritual, not physical. So you must say, according to the Rambam, nor rather, Chiyas HaMesim, the event, the, the realization, the materialization, of this principle of faith, of the resurrection of the dead, is going to be during the times of Mashiach. Accordingly, as the Rambam has to hold, there's going to be a huge change in nature, which is called Chiyas HaMesim, 
in your Mesa Mashiach, during the times of Mashiach. And the question therefore is again, we can menzogen as be Mesa Mashiach, how can the Rambam say that after Tchiasamesim, after Yemesa Mashiach, the world is going to have the same governance as it has right now if there's going to be Tchiasamesim? Now let me explain. But kids said, I don't want to give you long speeches because this Sikh is not on Tchiasamesim. He just mentions Tchiasamesim. There's a, there's a basic argument, a famous argument between the Rambam and the Ramban, which is brought, of course, in in Shara Gamul from the Rabban has brought in a lot of memory see this about what the ultimate reward is the end of time the Ramban holds Nachmanides holds the end of time is going to be in the Sham Baguf the soul will be in a body and the body is going to live forever the Rambam with an M holds that no the ultimate reward is going to be in the Sham Baguf a soul without a body and his reason is by the way not because he as a philosopher, you can't imagine the body living, living forever. That's just simply a misnomer. It's just not true. The reason that Ammam holds that the final reward is a soul without a body is because since the Gemara says that in Elm Haba, there's no eating, there's no sleeping, there's no birth, there's no death, there's no relationships, and so on and so forth, why do you need a body if you're not going to use it for bodily functions? This is his position. Of course, the Mukubalam has a resolution to that, but that Ammam holds, if your body is not going to do what bodies do, which means be born and die, and grow up and eat and sleep, there's no need for it, no point. So the Rambam therefore holds the ultimate reward is an Elam Haba. So now, according to the Ramban, that the final reward is Tchies HaMesim, we have no cash on the Rambam. Because we'll say that in Yemes HaMashiach, nature remains the same, and Elam Haba is when the change takes place. But according to the Rambam, since he holds the Elm Habaz so we have told that Tchiyas HaMesim happens in Yemes HaMashiach. If Tchiyas HaMesim happens in the times of Mashiach, that's the ultimate Shinim and Hagesh the ultimate new nature, ultimate change of nature. So the Rebbe says it's impossible to understand how the Rambam particularly can say, after Mashiach comes, nothing in nature changes. There's very few changes in nature as radical as Tchiyas HaMesim. And the Ramam Holt, this is a part of the Yemesa Mashiach. Now I want to throw something in tangentially, parenthetically. I think I saw something from the Rebbe on this, but I forgot what I saw. Why do you have to have Tchiyas HaMesim? Why is Tchiyas HaMesim a Nikkin? One of the 13 principles of faith is the belief in the resurrection of the dead. Now according to the Ramban, it's because it's Tachlas Aschar. But according to the Ramban, why do you have to Tchiyas HaMesim? I'm going to tell you what I think. I think the answer is because the Rambam holds that there is a concept of Hashem giving a person an opportunity to do more Torah and more mitzvahs to get more schar. In the wording of the Rambam, Hashem is going to give us, Mashiach comes, great opportunity, life is going to be good, we're going to be healthy, we're going to be rich, we're going to be safe. So we can learn Torah and do mitzvahs, believe negis of to have more Kadesh, So, or perhaps this is the people who have already passed away are going to come back and have an opportunity to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. In other words, according to the Rambam, Tchiyasamesim is not schar, as the Ramban holds, Tchiyasamesim is part of part of work. No. So if Tchiyas HaMesim is part of a Yem La Seisim, if Tchiyas HaMesim is part of work, how could the Ramam say, Ein Be'ein? 
Make up your mind. Will the be shinim lagashalaylam or will the not be shinim lagashalaylam? You cannot have it both ways. This is the question. Daf min zogin, says the Rebbe, based on the two questions that the Lecha Mishnah asked and the question which the Rebbe himself is asking, which amount to three contradictions between a Rambam and a Rambam. In one place, the Rambam Paskins like Shmuel, that Nimesa Mashiach, there's no shinim in Agashalel. In two places in Mishnah Teirah, the Lecha Mishnah points out that there will be a shinim in Agashalel. And in a third instance, the Lecha Mishnah doesn't point it out, but the Rebbe points it out himself. The Trias HaMesim is the maximum shinim in Agashalel. Says the Rebbe, how could the Rambam say two such conflicting, two contradictory things? A. There is no shinim in Hagashalayim, like he says in Hukas Mashiach. B. There is the ultimate shinim in Hagashalayim, in Triyas HaMesim, and so on. This is the question that remains. So the answer is, Daf Menzogin, you must say, as late in the Rambam, according to the Rambam, there's two ideas at two different times. This is the Rebbe's great Chiddush. There's two Tukufas in Yemesa Mashiach. There's two periods in Yemesa Mashiach. Now, I want to throw something in right now. On the next page, there's going to be a footnote. It's going to be... No, how do I get this to go? It's going to be footnote 65. What the Rebbe's going to bring, that this concept of two Tukufas is already in the Shalah. This concept that the Rebbe's going to introduce the Shalah already said. But I want you to understand there's a difference between what the Shalah said and what the Rebbe is saying. The Shalah said that there's two Tukufas in Yemesa Mashiach. The first is in Elif Hashishi, in this millennia, before the year 6000. And the second is in Elif Hashvi, in the beginning of the seventh millennia. The Rebbe is going to argue that both of these Tukufas have to happen in Elif Hashishi, before the year 6000, because after the year 6000, there's going to be Elam Haba. So the, the Rebbe has a quasi-source for his Chiddush. The Shalosh says a similar idea. But the Rebbe is going to apply the logic of the Shalosh to the Rambam and modify it. That it's not that the first Kufa is Nelav Hashishi and the second Kufa is Nelav Hashvi, but that both Kufas are in Nelav Hashishi. Now, just to be titillating, just to be a pain in the neck, I just want you to know that in Samach Vov, whatever it is, uh, I guess Vayetzei Vayishlach, the Rebbe Rashab says that there's two Tkufas in Elam Habo. The first Tkuf in Elam Habo is called Einig Aposhet Amurgash, when you have that in Levyosn and Sheirabar and the rest. And the second is Einig Aposhet Abilti Murgash, Abilti Murgash Klau, which is Ba'asri Lav Urchel Mechel, which means if you do the math, you have three concepts of two Tkufas. You have the two Tkufas in the Rebbe, which are both in the Elif Hashishi. You have two Tkufas in the Shalom. One is in the Elif Hashishi, one is in the Elif Hashvi. And the two Tkufas in the Samach Vav that are both in the Elif Hashvi. I'm just throwing this out for, for the Memulachim, for the people who uh, want to dig a little deeper. But the bottom line is, getting back to us, the Rebbe is now going to establish his very, very famous idea, which is based partially on the Shalom, not entirely, that the Rambam has to hold. The Rambam has to hold. Then in Yemaisa Mashiach, there's two tukufas, there's two stages. And I'm reading inside. I'm on page 198, second column, last paragraph on the page, third line. As says, Da, der Inyan Uzman in Yemaisa Mashiach. Number one, there's the idea and time during the Messianic era. Versus verbunden mit Bias Mashiach, which is connected to the coming of Mashiach. 
And as you'll see later on in the Sikha, the Rebbe is going to say the first stage of Yemesa Mashiach is very connected to the personality of Mashiach. There's a second idea, an additional time. Which is going to happen after the beginning of the comings of Mashiach, which is not so connected to the personality of Mashiach, it's more connected to the time. Continues the Rebbe, as on true during that later stage, there's going to be additional conduct. Things that Hashem will do at that time. Which includes even in Yonim, Funshinim, and Hagashalelam, phenomena of the changing of the ways of nature. But it's only Dasved Zain in Ashpetadik, I'm on page 199 now, in Ashpetadik is man in Yemesa Mashiach Kuf, it's going to be the later stage in the Yemesa Mashiach itself. So there's a period of Yemesa Mashiach connected to the personality of Mashiach. And there's a period of Yemesa Mashiach which is not connected to the personality of Mashiach. What's the difference from the first and second stage? Simple. The first stage is where there's going to be no Shinim and Hagashalil. And the second stage, of course, when Tchiyas HaMesim is going to occur, when there's going to be no need for weapons of war at all, um, which is why it's considered carrying when there will be Shinim and Hagashalil. Sifyut. Alpiza is moving. This explains why. In the beginning of chapter 12 in the Rambam, when he's speaking about Mashiach, the Mashiach, when the Rambam shrived, when the Rambam writes, quote, Al Yalalev, do not let it ascend in your heart. Should be Mesam Mashiach at the times of Mashiach, he battled there's going to be a change of nature, a new nature. Says the Rebbe, bring to the Nit The Rambam brings no support, no proof for his position that Ein Benel Mazeli Mesam Mashiach. For that, Mashiach need not do any miracles. Now, the Ma'i says that in Pedicid Beis, the Lashon is Amru Chachomim, Ein Ben El Mazel, the Mesa Mashiach, El Hashem, Malchus, Bovad. But the Rebbe says, Lachaira, that shouldn't be enough. The Ramam should actually qualify, should prove that after Mashiach comes, there's no Shinim in Agashlam. But he doesn't. Why not? Because in Pedicid Alf, he already did. Listen to this. He goes back to chapter 11. This is from the previous Pedic. Now, I told you yesterday that the difference between Pedic Yudalaf and Pedic Yudbeis in Hilchas Malacham Malachamis, or Malacham Mashiach, is, <coughs> pardon me, that Pedic Yudalaf deals with the personality of Mashiach, and Pedic Yudbeis deals with the times of Mashiach. So, in Pedic Yudalaf, the Rambam proves his position about the personality of Mashiach. The Rambam holds Mashiach does not have to be a prophet. The Rambam holds Mashiach does not have to be a miracle worker. The Rambam holds the Mashiach doesn't even have to be a Talmud Chacham. It has to be an Er Lachiyid. No more. And of course, in the Sikh and Chelik Yudchas, the Rambam, the Rebbe has Gvaldika Oasis on the words V'ikir Advarim Kachahim, that this Torah is his Ein Belayshine, Legiroim, Belayteisephes, Le'adlan Le'alamim, that the Mashiach doesn't have to do any miracles. Do not allow it to enter into your mind. That Mashiach needs to do signs or miracles. Signs means to predict the future. Miracles means to break nature. Or create a new nature in this world. This third thing, is what we're calling in our class, or the resurrection of the dead. 
So the Rambam elucidates four levels of miracle. Ois, Moifes, Chiddush Varam and Mechayim Ois, Yes, and Moifes means miracles. Miracles can happen at any time. Chiddush Varam is the issue of our Sikha, a new nature. And the Rambam Paskins, Mashiach, does not need to usher in a new nature. Nor does he have to affect the resurrection of the dead. Now the reason that Rambam points out Mechayim Eisim, as the Rebbe says in the footnotes, uh, because Mechayim Eisim is a Shirim in Agashalel. Or things of a similar sort. Paskins, the Rambam, that's not the case. Share, proof. Rabbi Kiva, one of the greatest rabbis of the mission. It goes without saying. He carried the arms of Bar as we call him. And Rabbi Kiva, Paskin, that Bar is Melech HaMashiach. Moreover, that and all the rabbis of his generation, Paskan is Malachamashik. And the footnote the Rebbe is going to bring that uh, even according to the Rambam, there were those who disagreed, but the vast majority of the Chachamim, according to the Rambam, Paskan the Barkech was Mashiach. Until he was killed through his sins, when he was killed, they knew that he was a Mashiach. Now wait, continue. Says the the Chachamim never asked Bar Koichva to do any miracles. The fact that the Chachamim never asked Bar Koichva to do any miracles, according to the Rambam, and of course the Rambam disagrees, but according to the Rambam, Bar Koichva was, could have been Melch HaMashiach. Bar Koichva was a from Jew. He was Malchi Salak Shedim, he was a legitimate Jewish king. But he wasn't a Navi, he wasn't a Tzaddik, he was a king. And it could have been Melch HaMashiach. So this is proof, according to the Rambam, that Mashiach need not have any special powers, not prophetic powers, um, not greatness in anything. He has to just be Malchi Salak Shalem, a kosher legitimate Jew who fights on behalf of the Jewish people, and he brings the world to a good place where people are keeping Teiran, the Shevet Mitzvah, B'nai Nech, that constitutes Mashiach. No miracles are required. So the Rebbe says, this is the source of the Rambam, in Perikiraf, in the previous chapter, and of course the Rebbe speaks this, Rambam Bariches, um, in the Sicha, in Chelgit Ches, Balak, which is the Rambam's proof that Mashiach, as a person, need not perform any miracles. Now, AFLP, even though you could say, as Nitzvei Prakim, read the Rambam, we can say, that you cannot connect what's written in the previous chapter with what's written in this chapter. And as I explained to you, the previous chapter is talking about the personality of Mashiach. This chapter is talking about the times of Mashiach. So, what says in the previous chapter about the personality of Mashiach, that it doesn't have to be a miracle worker, or a prophet, or a tzaddik, it's just be a from Jew, should not necessarily apply to our chapter, which is talking about the era of Mashiach. In chapter 11 is about the person. The personality of Mashiach, what he's going to do and how he's going to come. And The world's condition after Mashiach comes. So arguably you shouldn't link the two. Says the Rebbe, but no, you could link the two. You know why? Because the fact is that when you read chapter 11, the Rambam doesn't only describe what's going to happen after Mashiach comes, 
but rather vegan the matzav ha'elam on vias vetfabundin midbias hamashiach. Chapter twelve, which talks about the yemei hamashiach, the times of Mashiach, doesn't discuss only what's going to happen after Mashiach comes. It discusses how Mashiach is going to come. So the Rebbe says you have two prakim. They deal with two ideas, but they overlap chronologically. They're at the same time. Chapter eleven deals with Mashiach. Chapter 12 deals with the times of Mashiach, but the times of Mashiach connected to the personality of Mashiach. Ubemela, accordingly, is the Mashiach. When in chapter Yudalf, 11, the Rambam brings proof that Mashiach not perform any miracles, says the Rebbe, that proof is serves also. What he's discussing here, about the condition of the world in the times of Mashiach, which is connected to the coming of Mashiach, which includes the idea of Shmuel, that there's no change of nature. So the Rebbe says, in Pedekid Aleph, the Rambam proves that Mashiach doesn't have to do have special powers. In Pedekid Base, he states that after Mashiach comes, nothing special occurs, and he brings no proof. You know why? Because it's connected to Malach HaMashiach. So the Rebbe is going to establish Yemoy Samashiach in two levels, two steps. Yemoy Samashiach as connected to the personality of Mashiach, and Yemoy Samashiach, which is beyond the personality of Mashiach. And in the initial stage, Yemoy Samashiach, which is connected to the personality of Mashiach, this is the Ein Bein. And Yemoy Samashiach, which is not connected to Melech Mashiach, this is where we say, Kol Anavim Nisnabu. And that's the time of Tchiyas HaMesim and so forth. If the times of Mashiach. It's going to be a time when nature is going to be changed. It'll be new nature. would turn out. That change of nature is going to get to Mashiach. In other words, if the initial stages of Mashiach is coming, there's a new nature, that means Mashiach is connected to a new nature. Then you would have to say, as Mashiach has to change nature. This would be how you would determine who Mashiach is. That's what makes Mashiach special, it's going to perform miracles and change nature, says the Rebbe Vivalda the Ramam. The Rambam argues, is machriach, when Abakiva v'cholchach meidei, right? This is classic case of Maiserav. The Rambam paskins a halacha not based on the dinim in the Gemara. He paskins a halacha based on the stories in the Gemara. That Abakiva v'cholchach meidei, all believed about Abakiva Hamelach that he could have been Mashiach. And Abakiva Melach was no tzaddik. He was certainly no navi. And they determined from this as Mashiach tafnit machachenei tzameifis. Mashiach need not. Predict the future, make any miracles. Continues the Rebbe on page 201, is their full move on a mochach, the self is proof. As B.S. HaMashiach brings nit medzich, bitlip minhagesh, as the Mashiach comes, the nature of the world doesn't change. In short, chapter 11 and chapter 12 are talking about Melech HaMashiach and Yemei HaMashiach. But chapter 11 and chapter 12 are talking about Melech HaMashiach and Yemei HaMashiach as the two are concurrent, as the two are happening at the same time. And here comes the Rebbe's point. This comes the Rebbe's position. When the Rambam writes in chapter 12, what the world is going to be like when Mashiach comes. 
is that's alt benigay the minion is man you may say Mashiach. He's talking about the era of Mashiach, which is connected to the person. Which is connected to the person. This haste, in other words. In chapter 11, is the Rambam of Advas, this is Yonashem Melech Mashiach. He describes the personality. Quote, Hamelech Mashiach, Asad Lamitin, Mashiach will get up. In the future, Lachs and Malchus David Yeshna bring back the sovereignty of the family of David the Melech to its ancient order. Limem Shalad is shed to its early dominion, and then, of course, it continues. Bein Hamikdash he builds the Beis Hamikdash. Mekabes Netchayis Holy gathers together the dispersed in the exiles. Vechayim Kalamish Batu all the Dinim come out, including Shmita and Yevil and Ger Teishav and Eved Davidi and and Steachud and all the rest. Ervet bring in the shleimos in mitzvahs halachas atayin. He'll bring about a wholeness, a perfection in the mitzvahs and halachas of Torah. Now, Rabbi says, of course, in this paragraph, this paragraph is loaded, and of course, the most important word in this halacha that we just read is the word hamelach. The idea that Mashiach is a king. Why is it so important? And this is what the Rabbi says in the Sikh of Chelikit Chazbalach. Why is it so important to define Mashiach as a king? Because it gives Mashiach halachik. Mishbetes, halachic border, halachic boundary. There's halachas of a melech. There's laws of a king. What kings do, what's their role, what's their function, and so on and so forth. Mashiach is not a new idea, it's an old idea. Mashiach is a king like any other. The only difference between melech and Mashiach and other malchai salak shedim is one little teeny tiny word, a very important word at that. And that teeny tiny word is the word matzliach. All kings have the same mandate. David, Shleimer, Rechavam, Oslo, Yehoshaphat, they all have the same mandate. First of all, make Etisol safe. Second of all, make Yidin Frum and Erlach, and so on and so forth. If they would see through their mission till the end, that would make them Melech HaMashiach. Because Melech HaMashiach does the same thing as any other king does. He just has greater success. So in chapter 11, he's describing Mashiach. The person, the Noch, a Berikid Beis Rebbe Rambam. Then in chapter twelve, the Rambam discusses the matzav elam v'tzayin behetem lazeh. What the world is going to like when Mashiach is coming. V'as misayim as he finishes in halacha dalud of Berikid Beis. As yid v'tzayin penuyim teriv chachmas the Jews are going to be free to study Torah in chachm or Berik halacha hey. And therefore, even Goyim, their only thing that's going to be of passionate interest to them is to know God. And since the whole world is busy with knowing Akadish Baruchu, the Jews are going to be incredibly scholarly and they're going to know Meaning, that in Perikid Beis, the Rambam describes what the world is going to be like and what people are going to be busy with. The Iker, and critically, this means that there's going to be that after Mashiach comes, we're going to do the mitzvahs in Allah's because it's going to be in an oilam, it's going to be in the same world, which is the same as it is right now. You see, the Rambam's opinion about Mashiach, I don't have time to elaborate. The Rambam's opinion about Mashiach's role is called Shleimah Satayra Vamitzvah. That's sort of the anchor of the Chelikit Chasich. Shleimah Satayra Vamitzvah basically means that until Mashiach comes, we're never able to do the whole Torah. And certainly, we're never able to do the whole Torah by all the Jews in the world, by all the people in the world. Mashiach means a circumstance where all Yidin and Lahav Lo'ol Goyim are keeping all the Tayyak Mitzvahs HaTeresh Nitnu Yisrael and the Zayin Mitzvahs Bnei Nech which were given Lahav 
to be the to go in. That's what Mashiach is. So in Perik Yeralf, he talks about the person. Perik Yeralf, he talks about the time. But when in Perik Yeralf, he talks about the time, he's talking about the same time as he spoke about in Perik Yeralf. And there's no shinim in Hagesh Shalaylam. The nature of the world has not been changed. It's the same world as we know it. But we have a melech, we have a sovereign, we have a king of our own who protects us and insists. He forces us, he educates us, he lifts us up that we, Yidin, and Lahavdul, the whole world, including all the Goyim, should keep mitzvahs, the two are Taryag mitzvahs, and there are seven mitzvahs. And all of this happens under the, under the background of no Shinim and Okay, I don't want to push this too far, but just think about this. The Rambam doesn't really talk about Mashiach. The Rambam does not talk about Yemaisa Mashiach. The Rambam talks halacha. That's it, law. The Mashiach that he talks about is a legal Mashiach. The Yemaisa Mashiach that he talks about is a legal Yemaisa Mashiach. Now, there could be much more to Mashiach. There could be much more to Yemaisa Mashiach. I said the Rambam's concern. The Rambam's concern is only halacha. So the Rebbe tells us, I want you to understand that the part of Mashiach and Yemesa Mashiach, which is halachic, is the person Mashiach, and what happens during the initial stages of the times of Mashiach, which is dominated by that personality. Namely, the world does not have to change at all, will be in a position to practice what's called Shleimah Satereva Mitzvah in an environment where there's no Shirim and What happens later? A lot of wonderful stuff. But the wonderful stuff that's going to happen later is not a halach. It's not something that we need to know what we need to do. It's a secondary idea. So the Rambam doesn't discuss it. And the Rambam continues, Apikala now, accordingly. We can find clarity and resolution and streamline. Shitas Rambam, the opinion of the Rambam. On the one hand, his opinion that after Mashiach comes, the world remains the same as it is now. There's no Shinim and Nagash Alelim. And on the other hand, he addresses the Fashidin Epsukim in Maimorei Chazal, the various passages in Tanakh, and the various statements from the Chachomim, Vegan the Yudim, the Yasser, about the prophecies that get when Mashiach comes, which are certainly supernatural. And the Rabbi has to make up his mind. Are these events going to happen only naturally and they're allegory, or they're going to happen supernatural and they're literal? And what's the answer? In the stage of Mashiach, connected to the personage of Mashiach, it's allegory. In the later stage, they become literal. And this resolves all the questions. It solves all the problems. The Yehudim and the voice, the prophecies, that speak about the person, Mashiach, what he needs to do and what he will do. What's going to manifest in the world through his personality? Says that I believed that Rambam, that Rambam holds as Zayz and Anit can inyan from Bittel Menhagasho. Anything associated directly with the personality of Mashiach is not connected to a change of nature of the world, because in the initial stages they may say Mashiach ain't bein. Everything stays the same. When the fathers are mafarish, therefore he explains that when it says in the pasuk. Regards Avim Kevez that the wolf will lie with the sheep and so on. He says, which follows immediately after the passage. A branch will step forward from the trunk, from the root of Yishai. So these psukim, since they occur one after the next, 
He says, as does his Moshlom Lita, it's all allegory. Because anything of your Mesa Mashiach connected directly to the personality of Mashiach has to be natural. When touched up, a Fedosh, and he explains explicitly, Vos is their Moshal Vechidif and then Pasuk. What is the riddle? What is the hint of this Pasuk? Sheyi Yisrael Yeshvim Laveta Chamdishi Akam. The Jewish people are going to sit comfortably with the evil Goyim. And he says, The same is true of all other things of this nature. Describing Mashiach that they're all Mashalim, says the Rebbe, he doesn't spell out what these Mashalim are. Ah, the Rebbe, to be sure, he actually says, you're going to have to wait for Mashiach to come to find out what these allegories mean. We're going to be alerted. To what they refer, the Az Dovid Haya Marshal, which aspect of the Marshal is represented by the Nimshal. Says the Rebbe, still all of these things are connected to the person of Mashiach. Varum because Erkun be Ikir Mazbezain, the primary focus of the Ramam is, as Nimposak, that in these passages or this passage, which follows the Pasuk which describes the personality of Mashiach. Says the Rebbe Mavur in Yonash Mashiach, the idea of Mashiach is flushed out as Yidin vel Nithobim, Kene Bilbulim, Phenomus Elam, the Jews are not going to have an interference from non Jews, or Bemele Yipnuim, Metalev Chachmas of Achol, they're going to free to study Tere and so forth and so on. But all of this is describing what happens after Mashiach comes connected to the personality of Mashiach. So, the Rambam speaks the halach of Mashiach. The halach of Mashiach is what you need to know that happens initially, when he comes. And what happens during the time of Mashiach in relationship to when he comes. What's the point? No miracles. No shinim and agashab. Just believe negis and mavat. We'll learn teda and do mitzvahs and so on and so forth. Then we have a whole series of predictions made in the Navi and the Chazal. They're not talking about the personality of Mashiach. Not if again Nevuas Vyudan Vazal and Zainli Yasid Lave, we talk about prophecy and after the Mashiach comes. Kailul the Abidamanti, including the various ideas mentioned earlier in the Sikha. Number one, Vishpati Khairam and the artist that animals that are currently predatory will cease to be predatory. Number two, Maimar Zalanazilanisaka Sidimli says in paydays that barren trees will bear fruit. Says the Rebbe is the Rambam Takem Farash, Rambam would actually hold. As is a nitkein marshal, they're not allegory, nor computing, they're literal. It is only das vedzain that's going to happen in a shpeta dekatkuf in a later stage, which is a second kufa in yemesa mashiach guf at the second stage in the coming of mashiach itself. And like I told you before, that according to the Rambam, this is part of elafashishi, it's not part of elafashri. And the Rambam doesn't discuss it. The Rambam does not tell you the changes of menhagash that are going to happen in the later stage of malacha mashiach because there's no halacha in it. So he tells you only the halachas of Melech HaMashiach, which describe the person and what happens in the initial stage of his coming. And at that time, there's no change in nature. And the Gemara Mesech the Shabbos, the halach and Hilchus Shabbos, halach and Hilchus Tshuva in the Rambam. And the halach of Tchiyas HaMesim, that seem to describe Shinim and Hagash Aleilam, are talking about the second Kufa. Problem solved. Everything fits beautifully. When the Rambam passes Hilchas Melachim, there's no change in nature because the Rambam is talking about Yemaisa Mashiach as it relates to Melacham Mashiach. At that point, there's no Shinim in Agashalel. 
all the other halachas that seem to be saying to the contrary, we hold like Rebchia bar Abba Omar Rav, that which means that we hold that the prophets were talking about miracles that are going to happen in the times of Mashiach the Rambam agrees with that Yimara. yeah but Ein Bein says the Rebbe Ein Bein is in the beginning of Yimei Mashiach and the idea that there's going to be um, huge changes in nature Shinim and Hagashalayim was a later stage of the coming of Mashiach that's it problem solved that's it. Done. Gvaldik. You know, this is a sikha with many, many questions and complexities. But the Rebbe resolves it very simple. You know, the, the Gemara, you have Gala Goizim. One of the accolades, one of the compliments given to Gedele Yisrael is Gala Goizim. means a pile of nuts. The meaning of the words Gala Goizim is that sometimes you have many, many questions of various different types. And you provide one insight and the one insight eliminates all the complexities like you pull one knot out of a pile and the entire pile collapses. The Rebbe gave us one thought and this one thought resolves all of our dilemma, all of the problems that we have about how things are going to be after Mashiach comes according to the Rambam, the contradictions of the Rambam himself, the Kachas, Rambam, the Tedos, Kenim, and the Gemara, it all falls into place once you insert the idea of these two tkufas. What are the two tkufas? Yemaisa Meshech, that relates to Melech HaMeshech, that the Rambam discusses, those with the halachas are. And we say, And everything that happens after that, and the after that is where the Rambam Paschal is Shabbos, that wearing weapons on Shabbos that constitute carrying, and the Rambam Paschal is Nechus Tshuva, that we say that, and of course, that's what Tchiyas HaMesim happens. And the Rebbe continues. And the next tickle is the Zistaf and Zayala. The Sikha began with the Gemara and the Teras right? The Sikha began with the Gemara and the Teras Correct? The Teras says, Asilin ilon esrak lohoiti peiris. All barren trees will produce fruit. The Gemara in Suba said, That barren trees in Israel will be burdened, laden with fruit. So there's two differences between the Tereskenim and the Gemara. The Gemara is describing something that happens locally, only in Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara describes the fruit being on the tree, not because they grew, but because they're somehow miraculously going to appear. Tereskenim says it happens all over the world. And they're growing on the tree. So have you know what the difference between the Gemara and the Tereskeinim is? The Gemara is describing a miracle. Tereskeinim is describing a new nature. So the Rebbe is now going to say the Gemara is going to be true in the first Kuf of Yemei Samashiach. And the Tereskeinim is going to be true in the second Kuf of Yemei Let's read it. Says the Rebbe, al The aforementioned also offer resolution in the Mechilak sufficient the Maimed and Tedas Kainim in the Memory Ksubis. I told this to you in the beginning. They seem almost the same, but they're very distinctive. There's a difference between the Medrash and the Gemara and Ksubis. The Gemara and Ksubis, the quote of the Gemara and Ksubis is Asidin Kol Ilani Saksha Be'eret Yisrael. Shayitan Opedis. Two points. It happens only in Eretz Yisrael. The fruit are not growing on the tree, they're somehow going to be on the tree. Says the Rebbe was vice, and this is nit kenyan tivi. The appearance of these fruit on these trees is not going to be natural. Not an yuchan. It's going to be a miracle. 
it's only in Eretz It's not growing from the trees, it's going to be on the trees. Says the Rebbe, Red, Vegan, the Resh, the Tkufas, discussed in the first era, Vos Demot, Ladas, Manda, Omer, Zebek, Subas, because in that first stage, there will be a nest, Vedzain, Achidish, nest in Eretz You see, when the Rambam Paskins, that when Mashiach comes, nature remains the same as it is now, that doesn't mean there will be any miracles. It means there won't be a new nature. The Gemara in Ksubis is not describing a new nature. The Gemara in Ksubis is describing an S. So the Rambam says that the Rambam would hold. The day in the Gemara in Ksubis is going to happen even in the Tukufar Ishen. On the other hand, that all barren trees, not just in Israel, but in the whole world, are going to produce fruit rather than the fruit growing on the tree, says the Halik and Ebe. As a Zayvet Zayn de Tev, Afundi Elonis is going to be the nature of the trees. Ubechal, Elam of the whole world, says the Rebbe, that Zich, this Tedas Kenim is speaking. Vegendet, Svetet, Kofuni Mesa Mashiach, the second Erev Mashiach's coming. Vos Demol, Vedzayna Shinu, Shal Chidish, Mesa Bereshis, is going to be a change in the nature of the world. Bemele, Vedet Teva, Oich, Fundem, Elon, Srak, like Zipetus, it becomes the new nature in the tree. So the Gemara and Ksubis. Is speaking about the first stage in the Mesa Mashiach, and it's going to be a Ness. Teras Kedem is speaking about the second of Mesa Mashiach, which is considered a new nature. And the Rabbi continues, if you're now we go back to the contradictions of the Ramam himself. It's moving a snitkin state of the Divya Ramam. Then on the one hand, the Ramam Paskins by us and Hilchas Mashiach, Ein Ben Elam Azeli, Mesa Mashiach, Alashiud Malchi, is Bulvat. That after Mashiach comes, nothing changes except sovereignty. Was gate of them erst and kuf of Yemesa Mashiach, because that's the first period of the Mesa Mashiach. So it's ein psak, and it does not contradict when he holds, called on Abiyam Kulul and Estabo El Mesa Mashiach, that all the prophets only saw the times of Mashiach, which means that the times of Mashiach are filled with supernatural events, because was gate of the Shpetin and kuf of Yemesa Mashiach. The Gemara that says that the, and the Ramapaskin is like this, that all the wonderful things described in Tanakh are talking about Yemesa Mashiach is the second kuf. And the same is true when you get the question of carrying and Shabbos. Which is Eichmuv, and it's also understood, Zayn Psak. As I yeh, typically Zayn B'Shabbos Chayiv Chattas, if you wear weapons on Shabbos Chayiv Chattas. Because the Postic says, V'chit Sukha Beisam Le'itim, we're going to destroy weapons of destruction. For Sredzweg in the Matzah Ha'elam, it's talking about the kind of a world, V'zayn Lo'asid Lovey, which will be after Mashiach comes, says the Rebbe, and the Ramam Kipshut, the Ramam hold, there's going to be a period after Mashiach comes, there's going to be no need for war. And therefore, wearing weapons is carrying them. Unidar Moshal Bilvad is not only an allegory. It is only as Dos Vedzain in der Spetetat Kufa for Yemei Samashiach, as can happen in the later stage of the Kamagab Shiach, that Unhayes, whereas as Klizain Betalem in Yenet Kufa, I'll call upon him, in the later stage of the Kamagab Shiach, weapons are going to become bottled. From the Gola, says the Rebbe is S A Bavais, it's proof, as Klizain and it can it's not a, uh, an adornment, it's not a piece of jewelry, because if it were a piece of jewelry, it would always apply. So the Rebbe just now, you know, went back and turned over every stone, right? Every question that he asked, he answered. The Gemaras that describe Mashiach being supernatural is the second Kufa. And the Gemara describing nothing changing during the times of Mashiach, including the fact that there are going to be miracles in the times of Mashiach. This is the Tukufar One last sequence of Gemaras, which the Rebbe did not ask in the earlier parts of the Sikh, he's going to address it now. Apiyanal is for Just one more thing deserves our attention. 
The Gemara Hanal, Kola Navim, Lindus Nabu, Eli Mesa Mashiach, Vedibrach, Mehemshech Lazed. There's another Gemara, which says the following. Omar Abhiya, Abhiya said, Kola Navim, Kulum, Lindus Nabu, Eli Labalichil. Prophets are describing the worlds of Balichil. Prophets and the miracles of the prophets is describing Balichil. Tzadikim Gemurim, perfect. Tzadikim, I and Leiros, Olakim Zalasacha, no eye has seen them. He argues Rabavo because Rabavo says, And of course, this Gemara holds that Tzadikim higher than Bali Tshuva, and the prophets are describing only what happens to Bali Tshuva, not what happens to Tzadikim. These two statements, the idea that after Mashiach comes, the miracles described in the Nevi'im are only in times of Mashiach, not in and that this is talking about the tshuva is mashmet indicative as they zayin in shayach ene to the tzveit the two are connected. The says in other words, the shitasa he holds that kol anviim the kol blinus nabal the mesamashiach the miracles described by the prophets happens during the times of mashiach. Darf menzogin oich this supports also zogin to say as kol anviim kol blinus nabal el balei tshuva he's speaking only about the tshuva not like abavo and not like shmuel. What's the problem? We find as the Ramam, the Ramam, even though the Rambam holds like the first Rabbavo, that all of the miracles predicted by the Navim is the Mesa Mashiach, not El Mabo. At the same time, he paskins, Here's our Kasha. According to this Gemara, Tzadikim harder than Balei because what happens to Balei Tshuva is in Yemei Samashiach, what happens to Tzadikim in El Mabo, and that doesn't work. So the answer is this, Al-Piyanala's movement, Baldos, Fasa, Rabchia, Barabba, Rech, and Halt. Rabchia, Barabba says that Tzadikim are harder than Balei Tshuva. Is this Lashita say, as Eich, Betchels, Yemei Samashiach, Vazayim, Betel, Menhagel, Shalaylam, one of them is Nabba, Kol, and Aviv, because he holds that in the initial stage of the coming of Mashiach, miracles are going to happen. Oh, but the shita said, since the Ramam holds that the Chalatimesa Mashiach is Elkim and Hoginayek, the world follows the natural order. Is this Nishmachriach, Asadikim, and Gambelim, Bali Chuva? Think where then Bali Chuva? We have a Gemara that the Rambam does and doesn't agree with. The Gemara says that after Mashiach comes, miracle happens. Miracles happen. The Rambam agrees with that Gemara. In the second period of the Yemesa Mashiach, but in the first period of Yemesa Mashiach, the Ramam says no. Where is the disagreement? Rabchia, when he says that after Mashiach comes, miracle happens, he holds that this is even in the first Kuf. So the Rambam is agreeing and disagreeing with Rabchia by Rabbam Rabbi Echnon. He's agreeing with him that after Mashiach, that Vesach. That miracles happen after Mashiach comes, but he doesn't agree with him that it happens right away. He, he, he holds that it happens later. And accordingly, the Rebbe wants to argue that he can agree with Rabbi about miracles happening after Mashiach comes and disagree about who's higher at Sadiq and about Chubb. Since he, since holds this happens in the first kufa, he says this is only about Sadiq, about Bailey Chuva and Sadiqim are higher. 
the Rambam who holds that the first Kufa things are going to be natural and only in the second Kufa there are going to be miracles could simultaneously hold that the Balchuva is going to be higher than the Tzaddik. And the Rebbe, in the footnote here, footnote 82, refers to the Kutasiyach as Chelek Yudalid, where the Rebbe explains it in the following way, that there is a Balchuva which is lower than a Tzaddik, that's a Balchuva Meyira, and there's a Balchuva which is higher than a Tzaddik, which is a Balchuva Me'ahava, and that sort of resolves the whole argument. Who's higher, tzaddik or a balchuva? I mean, it's a fact, right? Either the balchuva is higher than a tzaddik or the tzaddik is higher than the balchuva. And the answer is if the balchuva is tshuva meyira, the tzaddik is higher than him. If the balchuva is tshuva meyava, then the, the, he's higher than the tzaddik. So when Abchia Barab Omar Rabbi Yechanan says that, Kholanavim Kulum Lenis Nabu Ella, by the means by the meyira. And not tzaddikim are higher than them. Now the Rambam agrees with Chia Barabba that after Mashiach comes miracle happens, miracles happen, but only in the second Kufa. And therefore, when it comes to the question of Balichuva and Tzadik, the Rambam can pass in the Balchuva is higher than a Tzadik, because he's talking about Balchuva Mi'ava, not a Balchuva Mi'ira. Now, I do not know if I explained this entirely correctly, um, but the basic issue is that even though in the Gemara these two arguments are linked, the Rambam is not bound by both Gemaras because he's not agreeing with Rabchiya Baraba Om Rabbi Yechanan completely about either of them. Even when he agrees with Rabchiya Baraba Om Rabbi Yechanan about Kolonavim, Lenus Nabu, El, Lemesa Mashiach, he's not agreeing completely because he holds only in Kufa Shnia. And therefore he's not bound by the Oz Rabchiya Baraba Om Rabbi Yechanan about the question of Zdikim Balichov. What did we learn tonight? <laughs> For the mathematicians, we learned how many pages? We started on 197, and now we're holding on 203, right? So how many pages is that? It's uh, two, four, it's about six pages. Yeah, about six pages. The Sikh only has three pages left. Um, an argument could be made that I should rush and finish the Sikha. But I don't want to do that. I'm going to give a third class. The third class will be a little bit shorter um, because I want to give the third class the attention that it needs. And if I'm going to do this now, for more reasons than one, I'm going to rush it. I'm going to swallow it. So let's just summarize. In the first class, we had a bunch of questions about a contradiction between Rambam and Chazal. In today's class, we resolve those contradictions by bringing contradictions between one Rambam and another Rambam. And concluding that there's two Kufas in Yemesa Mashiach, both in Elif Hashishi, during the first Kufa, which is connected to the personality of Mashiach. There's no Shinim in Hagashalelem during the second Kufa, which is not connected so much to the personality of Mashiach. There is a Shinim in Hagashalelem, and it resolves all of our questions. Anybody who is familiar with the Rebbe's Teda knows that one of the most important parts of the Rebbe's Teda is Kashis. How to ask a question. The two statements, Stam Makshan Amoritz and Shailas Chochem is Chatsi Tshuva, tells you everything you need to know about how the Rebbe's questions are asked. Stam action means people ask questions without context, like a tam, mazois. 
And Shalos Chacham Eschatzi Tshuva means that the questions the Rebbe asks are opening up doors into palaces. Mamish into palaces. When the Sikha started, the Grad is a story with, the, <laughs> with Rabbi Salavechik that his students used to uh, learn the Rebbe's Rashi Sikhas. And the Rebbe's Rashi Sikhas were famous for their questions. In a, in a Rashi of six words, the Rebbe could ask 15 questions. And they would come to their Rav and they would ask him the Rebbe's questions and he would answer them. So they ask a question, he would answer. And finally, they would ask a question, he would start to scream at them and say, Does this nishtayer kasher? You didn't think of this one, this you stole. Real learning is knowing what a question is. In the Sikha, there have been two question points. I mean, the first part of the Sikha is Kule Kashis. But there have been two areas of questions that we've explored. The first, is a question on the Rambam from Chazal. The Rambam says Mashiach's coming has nothing to do with miracles when there seems to be so much indication from Chazal that it does. The answer to those questions was a second set of questions. And the second set of questions were about contradictions in the Rambam himself. That the Rambam says things in different places that based on how the Gemara presents the ideas, they're contradictory, they're mutually exclusive. After the Rebbe asked us the second set of questions, the Rebbe gave us his Gewaldike Chiddush, his Gewaldike Vart. <coughs> Pardon me. Which is that according to the Rambam, there's two periods in Yemesa Mashiach, there's two periods in the Messianic era. The first period in Yemei Mashiach has to do with B.S. Mashiach, the time of Mashiach connected to the personality of Mashiach. And this is not connected to miracles, not connected to Shinim and Hagashalim, to a new nature. And then there is a later Tkuf in Yemei Mashiach where huge miracles occur, including the miracle of Tchiyas HaMesim, which is the greatest miracle of all. And Tchiyas HaMesim cannot be seen as a nest. Tchiyas has to be seen as a shinim in Hagesh as, as indicative of the Rambam himself, when he says, Vesach al-Yalla das, that Mashiach Tzadach Lassus Eis, or Mephis, Meshana Davish Aleilam, or Mechai Ames. And this resolves all the contradictions that the Halachas and the Rambam, that speak to Mashiach coming in a natural way, which is consistent with Shmuel, is the initial stage of coming of Mashiach Zedkenu, and then the fact that later on there's going to be all kinds of incredible events, including Shinim and Hagesh is a later Tkuf. And bear in mind, and we talked about this in the last class, that this is particularly uh, important when it comes to the question of Tchiyas HaMesim, because the Rambam holds that Tchiyas HaMesim is part of Yemesa Mashiach, it's not part of Elam Habo, because according to the Rambam Elam Haba, Bepashtas is Nishamez Bali Gufim. So since according to the Rambam, Tchiyas HaMesim is a part of the Yemesa Mashiach, and Tchiyas HaMesim is certainly a Shinim in Hagesh we have no choice but to say that there are two Tukufas. So the way I want to start tonight's class is by saying, in the first class, we ask questions from Chazal and the Rambam. 
Then we ask questions from Rambam, on Rambam himself. And now, as we begin this last part of the Sikha, which is, it, in terms of commas, it's short, we're asking a new question. And the new question is not how do we resolve contradictions in Rambam. In other words, how do we resolve the fact that the Rambam says in one place, according to this sheet, and in another place it said according to a different sheet, and these two sheets the Gemara considers mutually exclusive, and the only way to resolve them is to come up with two sheets. The question that the Rebbe is going to present to us now is a very simple one. I guess the simplest way to put it is, why does the Rambam have such a complicated Mashiach? Why does the Rambam have to offer, uh, offer us a Mashiach that has to involve two tkufas to account for uh, a beginning which is connected to and a later stage which is connected to Shirim and what is compelling the Rambam what's pushing the Rambam what's forcing the Rambam to create such a complicated concept of Mashiach now of course it's based on the days in the Gemara and the halachas that he brings here he paskins like this and here he paskins like this and the only way to resolve all those things is to come up with a complicated Mashiach but what is it about the Rambam and Mashiach that, so to speak, puts the Rambam in a position where he has to create a complicated concept of Mashiach. This, I think, is the summary of what we're going to be learning tonight. Or to say it in other words, until now we asked questions and we answered contradictions in the Rambam. We're not asking contradictions in the Rambam tonight. We're simply saying, what are you thinking, Rambam? What's in your head? in the Rambam's cup what's going on in the Rambam's head that forces him to create such a complicated idea of Mashiach so we're going to begin to read in Perik Tezayin where the Rebbe is going to ask this question in his own words and um, the part of the Sikha that we're going to learn tonight I can't say that it's hard but it's pushed it exciting I have no other words it's an exciting window into the Rambam's mind about Mashiach and um, it explains how the Rambam resolves problems that he can't be sure about really the Rambam writes things in his forum addressing uncertainties variables that are so to speak not under control of the halacha and the only way that Rambam is able to resolve those issues is by creating the complicated Mashiach that he creates so we're going to begin to read inside. now. After everything we've learned, that there's a teras keyanim, and there is a gemarin ksubis, and they contradict each other. And then you have all the other things that we learned, and then we have the Mishnah Lamelech, and the contradiction between one Ramam and another, and the resolution of Tutkufas. The question is about Nachalts Nishmuz. We're still left with the question. Whereas the definition of the messianic time, which is connected to the coming of Mashiach, in other words, the earlier stage of the coming of Mashiach, in the Rambam's mind, is in the Rambam's opinion connected to the fact that the initial stage of the coming of Mashiach has to be a natural world where the nature of the world isn't changed completely. Why is it becoming necessary? That the Rambam has to hold that in the times of Mashiach itself, there'll be a second stage. 
was demoled with Zion, Bitlman Hagashalim, and the nature of the world is going to change. What is forcing the Rambam? And I, again, the way I understand this question, because this question, Lachayru was answered. The way you understand this question is what's forcing the Rambam to have a complicated idea of Mashiach? That there's something called Yemesa Mashiach. It's one era, one epoch, one time for Yemesa Mashiach. And it's got to be split into two. Why does the Rambam have to uh, maintain this perspective? Over the question that's more important, and this is a new question, Vos is the Sibin What wondrous event! is going to take place someplace after Mashiach comes, which is going to create and bring about this novelty, the Anhaga from the Tetet Kufa, the governance, the conduct, the lifestyle, the way of living of the second Kufa of Yemesa Mashiach. So the Rebbe is saying, I want to get into the Rambam's head and I want to understand what is the Rambam thinking? Why does the Rambam need to create such a complicated Mashiach? With two tkufas. And the second question, of course, is and what's going to trigger the change from tkufa out to tkufa base? These are good kashas. But they're Higoyan kashas, right? They're not kashas that are saying there's a contradiction between this Rambam and this Gemara. There's a contradiction between this Rambam and this Rambam. It's simply saying what is the Rambam Svara? What is the theory of the Rambam that's behind how he sets up his, his understanding? of the Yemesa Mashiach as it plays out all over the Sefer Mishnah Teda, all the various halachas of the Rambam in the Sefer Mishnah Teda. And the Rebbe proceeds to answer the question. And I'm going to say a very short introduction. And the short introduction is, the Rambam is a Pesach Dinim, he's not a prophet. The Rambam tells you halachas. The Rambam does not predict the future. The future can happen in more than one way. And the various ways in which the future can happen doesn't depend on Allah. It depends on other variables. It depends on the Eibishter. It depends on Yidin. It depends on who knows what. These differences are not a part of how the Ramam has to pass in Allah's. But it's a part of the complication of how the Rambam has to present us with these halachas. In other words, if you read the Rambam, what do you find when you read the Rambam in Hilchas Mashiach, Pedikid Beis? The Rambam says there's a few things we know about Mashiach. Mamish, very few. About the various events of, of, of El Yahu Hanavi and Muhammad's Gegumagig, a very, very short list of things that the Rambam lists. And by the way, even there he brings more than one opinion about them. And then the Rambam says the rest of the Pesukim, don't worry about it. The Tanakh is so full of psukim, descriptions of how Mashiach is going to come and how it's going to play out. And the Rambam says, don't worry about it, we don't understand the psukim. The Rambam says there's so much uncertainty about the psukim and Tanakh, about Mashiach, and he says it's not important. Don't waste your time at the Midrashim, don't concern yourself with it. Why? Because how Mashiach comes can happen in more than one way. And the Rambam has to introduce us to Mashiach that's going to be constant no matter in which way Mashiach comes. If Mashiach can come in two or three different ways. And the Rambam wants to teach us about Mashiach. He has to teach us about Mashiach in the kind of way that no matter which way it plays out, what the Rambam writes is the halachic truth. And that's what's going on here. That's what's going on here. The Rambam is anticipating the fact that 
there are possibilities about Mashiach, which are not connected to Halacha, that change the process of how Mashiach comes. So he has no choice but to present us the Halachic Mashiach with these complications. Let's read. The answer to the question about what's going on in the Rambam's head when he insists to infer, it doesn't say it explicitly, but obviously it's implicit, that there's two tkufas, the Mashiach, the two periods of Mesa Mashiach. What's going on in his head? What is he thinking? He says, Behead them, for the Rambam shrived and he gave us Tchias and Mesim That makes a reference to one of the Rambam's letters about Tchias and which is a very interesting letter, by the way, and the history of that letter is also interesting, and so on. And the Rambam writes as follows This that I, says the Rambam, interpreted. The Yudim, the Liyasa, the prophecies about the future, such as the God is Avim Keves, the wolf will lie with the sheep, or creates a business. that they're only an allegory and a riddle. Says that Rambam ein dibureinu hechleiti. Those words in the Sefer Mishnah Teda, which our Sikha began with, that Amrucha Chomim, ein benel mazel le meza Mashiach, alashi with Malchus Bovat, that after Mashiach comes, the world is exactly the same as it is now. And all of the psukim, but God gave him keves and namrim yidi yirbat arik abach yechel tevel narkot neig bam and all these other things. It's all akel marshal amlitzah. Says the Rambam in one of his letters. All of this is not certain. Shei marshal. When as ken zayin is possible, azay zonas kaim v'en kipshutam they should happen actually. The Rambam says I wrote in Mishnah Teda one form, but it doesn't have to happen that way. It can happen a different way. Now, this is terribly complicated. The Rambam is a Paisik Didim. The Rambam is paskining the halachas of Mashiach. Now, of course, if the Rambam is paskining the halachas of Mashiach, he's only paskining about Mashiach what's negel halach, right? The halachas of Mashiach. And of course, everybody knows the most important halach about Mashiach is the idea that Mashiach is a melech, like any other melech. So, how could the Rambam write in a different sefer than when he wrote here that Mashiach's coming is not connected, connected to miracles and the the psukim that describe the supernatural events as Mashalam Litza. He's not sure about it. How does that work? It's based on how we explained it earlier in the Sikha. It's, it's necessary to say. That the prophecy is describing Mashiach and his coming. Cannot be a, a categorical change of nature. While they gather for Mashiach, because the whole concept of Mashiach is to ufton in the Meilam, is to affect the world via his Kimenhaginayag, as the world is natural, Dafka, Kanel. In other words, Mashiach's coming to a natural world is not only about nature, it's about Mashiach. The job of Mashiach is to appear in a natural world and to affect the world in a natural way, like the idea that the Rebbe brings from the other Sikh and Chelik Yudches, and the whole idea of Mashiach is Shleimus Mitzvah, to make Yiddishkeit whole. So in other words, it seems a necessity for Mashiach to happen in a natural way. How could the Rambam write in a different text that the initial coming of Mashiach could be supernatural? And the Rebbe goes into his answer, and this is the Chap. The next Shtikele is the is there's a window into the Rambam's thinking. We find in the Gemara the Gabi Distiris there's so many contradictions to the Psukim about how Mashiach is going to come. See, in one place it says, that Mashiach's coming is going to be on clouds. 
Uksuvah says in another pasuk, like a poor man riding on a donkey. So which is it? <laughs> is Mashiach coming on a cloud? Does Mashiach come like a poor man riding on a donkey? And for the Gemara, Zacho, if you didn't deserve, Mashiach comes on clouds. If you don't deserve, Mashiach comes riding on a donkey. The same is also true in a variety of other contradictions in Psukim that the Gemara says essentially Mashiach can come in different ways that are not about Mashiach, they're not about the Abishtad, they're not about Nevi'im, they're about the condition of Yidin at the time Mashiach comes. If Yidin deserve Mashiach, Mashiach comes in a more supernatural way. If Yidin don't deserve Mashiach, Mashiach comes in a more natural way. So the Rebbe says that fun is move on. The fun is, and by the way, there's another aspect to this. Now I just want to point out that in the Gemara also they talk about Be'ita Nachishana, right? Be'ita means Mashiach comes because the time for Mashiach has come. Achishana means because we hasten the coming of Mashiach, we break it sooner. Be'ita Nachishana is also Zachu and Le'izachu. If we deserve Mashiach, so Mashiach comes quicker before the date, so to speak. If we don't deserve Mashiach, Mashiach comes when the time comes. That difference of Be'it and Achishana is consistent with whether Mashiach comes in a natural way or in a supernatural way. If we deserve Mashiach, because we bring Mashiach sooner than the time that the Abishter set for the coming of Mashiach, it happens Supernatural. If Chassashon, we do not deserve Mashiach, and Mashiach comes because the time has come, then Mashiach happens in a more natural way. And the Rebbe continues. The fun is moved, and this also allows us to understand. About a variety of other things about the times of Mashiach. If Mashiach comes, and you didn't deserve Mashiach, Everything is going to be very, very different. And it's all going to happen in a supernatural way. In other words, even though the Rabban Paskans Lahalocha, that Mashiach's coming happens by Ifen TV, if there's a Zohu, then it happens by Ifen And if there's a Zohu, it's possible, as the Rabban wrote in the very beginning, there'll be Shinim and Agachalim. Bracket. But this is any from the Efania Tivo. This is one of the ways of reconciling the pluk to Benigay being Amikdash Deliyasid. There's a number of different siches in the Sefer, um, the, you know, the Rambam, the Rebbe Siches, the book of the Rebbe Siches on Rambam Hilchas Beis Abchira. They bring four different excerpts and four different siches, where the Rebbe answers this question in four different ways. There's a famous Machlekes Rishonim based on Chazal, who builds the third Beis Amikdash. In a number of places in Chazal it's written, as the Mikdash Ashlishi is Bonnui Um Shuchlol, the third base Mikdash is prepared, who Yagal of Yav Mishamayim comes from heaven. And that's what the Rebbe called the Sheet of Rashi and Taisvis. In other places it's written, on the Rambam Paskans like this, as Mashiach by the Mikdash. That Mashiach builds the third base of Mikdash. So you have Machlaikis about a Mitzvah, you have an argument about a fact. So the Rebbe says it's not an argument about a fact. It's an argument that's dependent on a variable which is not halachic. Thus it's totally in the Tzayef Fanamanal that you depends on the two possibilities how Mashiach comes. As Abe Zachu, if you didn't deserve Mashiach and they hasten his coming, it's the Galilee of Mishmah will come down from heaven. And the way the Rebbe wants to hold it, the Ramah is not going to disagree. 
The Rambam is not saying it's impossible for the Beis HaMikdash to come down from heaven. The Rambam is simply saying it's not necessary for Mashiach to come down from heaven. The third Beis HaMikdash is going to be built by people the Mashiach. So you have different Mamar Chazal that are not really machloikis. They're not arguing. They're presenting different possibilities that are outside the parameters of the Torah and they're certainly outside the parameters of Halacha because they have to do with the condition of Yidin at the time the Mashiach needs to come. And the Rebbe says, the Rambam chooses one path. The Rambam chooses the path of Teva. Not because the Rambam holds that it's necessarily going to happen that way. The Rambam can't tell you how Mashiach is going to come. Because it's not up to the Rambam. It's not up to the Teirah, Kvayoch, it's not up to the Ebishter. It's up to Yidin. And Yidin's deservedness or lack thereof. So when the Rambam is writing and say for Mishnah Teirah, how Mashiach is going to come, he's not telling you how it's going to happen based on our worthiness or lack thereof. He's simply explaining it to you within the parameters of Allah. When Das was the Rambam Paskin Besefer Ayad, when the Rambam Paskin Besefer Ayad, which is the Sefer Alochas Alochas, as as Vet Nizain came bitter love him in Hagishalalam, the nature of the world is not going to change, as we learned in the beginning of the Sikha, and all of the descriptions of the supernatural events in, 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 in Pashas Bechu Kaisai and in the Navi Shaya or Moshalam leads, is as Valdar Inyan for Mashiach or Bayasev Agullah Baklau, is a halach. Everything surrounding Mashiach. And Melech HaMashiach, and the building of the Beis HaMashiach, Dinim, Halacha, Bruder, Psukah. It's Halachas. Unazoi is Oich der Oifen in them. Not only is Mashiach a Halacha, not only the building of the Beis HaMikdash a Halacha, and so on and so forth, but the way these things happen is also a Halacha. In other words, as it is Nitoli Be'ef in the Maisem Neyadam. Anything which has to do with Torah and Halacha, it's a law. They gave a law. This is how it has to be. If this is how it has to be, it cannot be changed by the behavior of people. Masha'enkin, which is not the case when we speak about Hagu'ula. That the Gula comes in a way that is supernatural. Because that is, is toloy in them, as by Yidin as a matzah mezochet, that depends on the condition of the Jewish people. And the Rebbe says, well, it's, not, it's not fixed, it's not certain. Why not? Because everything in the hands of heaven except for fear of heaven. We have free will. So that Mashiach has to come as a halacha. That the Beis has to be built as a halacha. Whether this happens naturally or supernaturally is up to free will. So the Rambam gives you the halachas of a Mashiach as it's going to happen notwithstanding the choices that people make. In other words, whether people make better choices and there's a zochu and it happens supernaturally or people, chas v'shalem, there's a maimed the matzav of loy and things happen more naturally, the, basamik, the coming of Mashiach that the Rambam describes cannot, is not going to change because he's giving you the halachic version of it. On the river and accordingly, is the Rambam metar the giyula. The Rambam is describing the giyula. In the Eifel Vesis is halacha, as it must be. In other words, mukhrach to zayin. It's absolutely necessary for it to happen. Um uphengik from the matzah and yidin, without being dependent upon the Jewish people. In plain words, what the Rebbe is saying is this. 
The Rambam has to describe to us Mashiach in such a way that it's impossible that this shouldn't happen. The Rambam has to describe to us the building of the base of Mikdash in such a way that it's impossible it shouldn't happen. The fact that it can happen in better ways, but those better ways are not certain, he doesn't include. The Rambam is giving us the minimum Mashiach, the Mashiach that has to come. That the Mashiach is a Melech, has to be. And that he's going to be Mashpia and Yidna, the whole world has to be. That he's going to build the base of Mikdash, has to be. The fact that there's a possibility that these could happen in better ways, higher than Tev, it doesn't have to be. Because that's dependent upon us. So the Rambam writes in Mishneh Torah, the Mashiach and the Melech HaMashiach and the Yemesa HaMashiach and the building of the Beis HaMikdash, which has to happen with the parameters of Halacha, and doesn't allow himself to get entangled with the idea of Zohar and Lezor. So therefore, that makes his point. In, it's a letter from the Rambam. Where the Rambam says, I don't know how Mashiach is going to come. And because I don't know how Mashiach is going to come, I do not know whether miracles are going to happen or miracles are not going to happen. But one thing I can tell you, miracles do not need to happen, and Mashiach needs to come. Mashiach needs to come, and the Beis needs to be built, Kibbutz Golis needs to take place. Everything that Ammon writes about in Hilchas Mashiach must be. Anything which could be, and could also not be, that Ammon disincludes, because he's just trying to give us the halachas of Mashiach, nothing more, nothing less. And the Rebbe goes deeper. The Rebbe goes deeper. But I make yeser. The Rebbe goes deeper. According to what we read so far in the Sikha, what the Rebbe is suggesting is that Mashiach can come in more than one way and that Ambam gives us the minimal version. And in one of his letters, he lets us know that he's giving us the minimal version. Now the Rebbe is going to say it's not one opinion or another opinion, one possibility or other possibility. It's two layers of the same thing. Let's read. Thus was the Rambam is metal de Giyol. The Rambam describes Mashiach's coming. Be'efen, in such a form, as as v'tnezayin kin bitl dovi b'menhagashalel, nothing about the nature of what is going to change. Is nishfel the Rambam is metal de Giyol, as if v'tnezayin kumen be'efen shalidoch hasvashalel. It's not because the Rambam is being a minimalist. It's not because, if you wanted to use a skeptical term, it's being pessimistic. If the Mashiach comes in the worst way, it'll happen kach kach. No. In other words, he's describing Mashiach's coming naturally, and Mashiach's building the base of Mikdash, is not because he's assuming the worst. In other words, it's not because he feels that he has to give you just the halachic Mashiach, the minimum of Mashiach. Not about the Rambam letter, the Rambam holds, Ados was Chazal Zogin, that the fact we find so many Mare Chazal, based on so many Psukim, as when Sizamatzaf and Zohar of Mashiach comes when we deserve him, many additional advantages, with supernatural events, says the Rebbe, he doesn't include it not because he's not certain whether it's going to happen or not, but rather because it's not part of the basic definition of Mashiach is. In other words, you can say that the Rambam is thinking. The Mashiach is going to come in Zohu. The Mashiach is going to come supernaturally. And nevertheless, he's not going to say so in Mishnah Torah. Why? Because even if as soon as Mashiach comes, miracles start happening, there's still the halachic aspects of Mashiach. And the halachic aspects of Mashiach are not part of the miracles. They're part of the world. In other words, 
מצד גדרי של משיח וביוסי. משיח זה נדיה, זה הלכה, וזה צריך להיות, Is there seder from Olam Kamenhagen that the criteria of Mashiach is that Mashiach comes to a world? Mashiach comes to a world is natural. You know why? Val der uftu from Biyasa Mashiach, but Allah is the whole purpose of Mashiach and Allah. Vas durachim, that through him, vedzain, the shleimus, venkiyim, mitzvah, vallacha shall tater the whole chiddish of Mashiach. The way the Ramam explains it, and this is of course the sikh of the Rebbe in Chelkit Ches Bolok, is that he makes tater whole. This is what the Rabbi says. It's a, it's a very, this, the, the, uh, this sikha that we're learning is one of the most important sikhas of the Rebbe and Rambam. It's a pedicure base. The sikha and pedicure aleph, which parallels this, which is also in the Kuntus Varmalchus, is Chelikit Ches Balak. And the whole idea of that sikha is the Rebbe tells you what's the role of Mashiach. What's his job? And the job of Mashiach in a sentence is Shlemus Atayra Mitzvah. In other words, after Mashiach comes, all Jews were able to keep all 613 mitzvahs, and Lahav Lol Goyim will be able to keep and will in fact keep all of their Sheva mitzvahs. In other words, Mashiach's job has to do with religion. Mashiach's job has to do with Tayyidim mitzvahs. Mashiach's job has to do with Goyim keeping the Sheva mitzvahs b'nei Neach. That has nothing to do with miracles. Fakert, miracles come from the Eibishter. Miracles make our lives better, miracles make our lives easier. But if Mashiach's role is to be mashpia on people, that people should behave a certain way, the relationship between Mashiach and people and what Mashiach influences them is not about miracles, it's about Yiddishkeit. Says the Rebbe, the need to assert Mashiach's will over the world, that the whole world should keep Taito Mitzvahs, is predicated on a world, people, that until Mashiach came, it didn't necessarily do what the Ebishter wants. And after Mashiach comes, they're all going to be aligned with the Ratzon of the Ebishter. So the Rebbe says it's possible for the Rambam to, to have th- thought, as he was writing these halachas, that Mashiach is in a common way of Zohu, and miracles are going to happen, and he didn't include them. Not he didn't include them because he didn't believe in them, he didn't include them because they're not a part of what he's describing. Let's read. If Jews are in an elevated condition, that they deserve Mashiach. Which means Mashiach comes before the schedule. Deserved. Vedzain and Indian Noisif, there'll be additional ideas. Hashem is going to perform miracles. To show an extra love and advantage about the Jewish people. But even if those miracles happen, it doesn't change the aspects of Mashiach and Yemaisa Mashiach and Beis HaMikdash and have to do with Allah. Bracket. And he goes back to the question he said before. The point that I made in the previous page, says the Rebbe, that there's a, there's a difference of opinion in Chazal. And then there's a Mechlekes in the about who builds the third Beis HaMikdash. Says the Rebbe, the Pirish Baza is that when the Rambam says that Mashiach is building the third Beis HaMikdash, it doesn't mean nit as the yigal of Yahweh Mishamayim. It's not that the idea that the Beis HaMikdash is going to come from heaven is bestiret to Mashiach Bein HaMikdash, contradicts the idea of Mashiach building the Beis HaMikdash. Nor, but rather, as Mishad Geder Halacha. In Halacha, is the Reinim from Beis HaMikdash, Binyan Beis HaMikdash, the idea of building the Beis HaMikdash, Achiv, Mitzvah, Yedin, Yedin, every Jew has an obligation to build it. Like it says in the Pasuk of Asli Mikdash. Now, if Hashem, so to speak, 
builds it on our behalf. So our obligation is met without us having to do it because he, so to speak, did it for us. So we have no longer have the obligation because the obligation was met. But when we talk about the role of Mashiach and the Beis HaMikdash, he has to describe what the halachic requirements are. When the far paskin, the Ramam differ, the Ramam paskins as Mashiach. The Mashiach comes. Was Durachim Chazin, Kalam Mishpatim, Gishayim, Biyamuk Shayim, Kayim, after Mashiach comes, all the Allah has to tell you, return as they were before. In other words, Melech HaMashiach is going to have to do a variety of different things, right? He has to defeat Amalek and build the Beis HaMikdash and so forth. Says the Rebbe, the fact that the coming of Mashiach can happen in a way that we deserve Mashiach. And as a result, miracles happen. Tutuf Ahisafa adds an additional idea. In the base of Mikdash, which Mashiach is going to build, his obligation to build it. It will come down and be manifest. The Mikdash from on high. It's going to come down and be revealed from heaven. So the Rebbe is saying that Mashiach is going to have to build the base of Mikdash. And the base of Mikdash, which is going to come from heaven, is going to be on top of the base of Mikdash. Which Mashiach said Kenya was going to build. So the Rebbe just said two ways of explaining a similar idea. Number one, the, Mashiach, the Rambam describes Mashiach and Allah. Anything extra he doesn't describe because it's not his department. Number two, the Rambam is describing the aspects of Mashiach that are halachic. And even if additional things are happening simultaneously, it's not going to take away from those aspects of Mashiach, which are halachic. Says the Rebbe of Pizeh, and accordingly, is mu- So wait, so now, let's talk, let's think. We added a new, very important component to this whole conversation. The Rambam has to hold that there's two tukufas nimeis of Mashiach, there's two periods of coming of Mashiach. That's how he presents it to us in halacha. What the Rebbe is now adding is that the Rambam doesn't hold that the coming of Mashiach has to have two eras. The Rambam has to hold that the coming of Mashiach has two dimensions. Dimension number one, a Mashiach that we don't deserve, halachic Mashiach. <laughs> and dimension number two, a Mashiach which happens after Yidin deserve him and miracles take place. So it's presented in Rambam. In other words, the way you resolve the contradictions to Allah and Rambam is being two different times. In an earlier time, this takes place. At a later time, something else takes place. But in Higoyen, they're not two different times. They're two different dimensions. There's the dimension of Mashiach, which has to do with strict Halacha. And Yidin not deserving the coming of Mashiach. And then there's the need for Yidin deserves the coming of Mashiach and for the miracles to take place. Let's continue. You test. Alpiza has moved. This is why it's understood. The Hechrech, that according to the Ramad is an absolute must. And the second period in the coming of Mashiach. After Mashiach comes, however Mashiach comes, we deserve, we don't deserve. After Mashiach comes, you're not going to have any oppressors. They're going to prevent them from learning to doing Mitzvah as they must. 
to be sure, the entire preoccupation is going to be Tayyid and Chach. Moreover, even Goyim, Biz, Asafil, Eisekol, Ha'ilam, Kuli, which means Chalo Umeis, the nations of the world, page 206 now. Vedzayim, Das, Asafayah, Bulvad, are going to be busy with Tong Debishtad alone. Ulafi, Chach, and if Goyim are busy knowing Hashem, Yid not going to know Hashem even better. Yid is Ochacham Gedelim, Yid not going to be very wise. Kamayim, Liyam, Machasim. Says the Rebbe, Vazdos is the Shleim, Asamatza, Vazoch. There's no greater form of deserving Mashiach than a world where everybody's busy with the knowledge of Hashem and Yidin reached the knowledge of Hashem and the maximum possibility that could be. So the Rabbi says, think about it. The Gemara says, Zohu and Leizoch. Right? Zohu and Leizoch sounds like a black and white issue. If I deserve it, it comes this way. If I don't deserve it, it comes another way. He says, but no. Until I deserve it, it comes this way. Once I deserve it, the very same things happens differently. So it's not an either-or, it's a both. But the both can happen concurrently, one after the other, and the both can happen simultaneously at the same time. If we don't deserve Mashiach and Mashiach comes, we go towards the Zach. And as we go towards the Zachu, the miracles which did not happen initially happen later on, or they could happen at the same time. The moment Mashiach comes is a Zachu. So the halachic Mashiach, which the Rambam describes, is the halachic dimension of Mashiach. And in the words of the Rebbe, the additional things happen at the same time, but they're above it. So the Rebbe says, there's no way, there's no way for Mashiach to come and for Yidin not to achieve Zachu. Either they achieve Zachu immediately, or they achieve Zachu after Mashiach comes. Because Mashiach is going to create a world where the, the circumstances are going to raise the whole world up and certainly raise Yidin up to a place where there's going to be a Zachu. And if and when the Zachu happens, the miracles start to happen. It will, it will be necessary for it to bring about the Tzveitet Kuf and Yemesa Mashiach to go for the second period within the coming of Mashiach said Kenu. The Rambam will agree. There'll be a total breakdown of, of, of the order of nature. In other words, not that there's going to be miracles, but there's going to be a new nature. The Hanogonesis, a supernatural form of conduct. And of course, here's the key, including one of the 13 principles of faith, the concept of Tchiyas Ames. So the Rebbe says, if you want to get into the Rambam's head and understand why the Rambam has to speak about two tkufas, it's because the Rambam does not see these two tkufas as an either or, it's them as a both. There's a Leizach or there's a Zach. Even if it's Zachu, there's still two dimensions to Mashiach. The Loizuchu dimension, the Lachak dimension, and the Zachu dimension, the extra things. And if Mashiach comes Loizuchu, after Mashiach comes, we go towards Zachu, and if we go towards Zachu, the miracles happen. So in the, in the final analysis, there's two truths. Truth number one is, is the Halachic Mashiach. The Halachic Mashiach is the Mashiach is a king who fights with the world, who fights with the Yidin, and he makes us behave. He builds the base of Mekdash. He gathers the from the whole world. He teaches the whole world about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he raises up the world to a very, very high level. In a sentence, he achieves Shlema Satayda Mitzvah. He creates in this world a circumstance where the, where the Ebishter wins, where the Tayyidah Hashem dominates the entire world. That's one dimension of Mashiach. There's another dimension of Mashiach, that the world becomes a completely supernatural place where everything about the world reflects goodness, 
and purity and holiness, culminating with Chiyas The Rambam says both of these things must happen. They must. But they can happen at the same time and they can happen in one period after another. So in halachic form, he allows you to hear it as happening in two different periods. But in theory, it's possible for the two to happen simultaneously. Why can't he determine whether it's going to happen this way or it's going to happen this way? Because it's not up to the Rambam, it's not up to the it's not up to the Eibishter. It's up to you. When they fire accordingly, in Sefer Ayad, in the book of Halachas, with Rambam, is Masbid again if Mashiach will be as who Mashiach is, and how Mashiach comes, and what Mashiach does, and what his purpose is in the parameters of Halacha. Is there Maz, maybe the Maz of Elam and Vedzain? He explains the condition of the world in Azman, Ve'ef, and Elam, Kim, and Hagineik, how the world continues to follow normal order. Parenthesis, Behesem, Suanyani, Vegidrash of Mashiach. It's not only because that's the minimum standard of Mashiach. It's because that's actually what Mashiach means in Torah. Mashiach means a person who makes people better. These words describing Mashiach's coming as natural. And then, of course, we would have Lakutasikhis, who would say that that's only the first period and the second period miracles are going to happen. That when I wrote in Mishnah Torah that, that all the things are going to be natural in the first stage, he's not sure. Val Venice is a matzah and zoch, that if Yidin deserve Mashiach, nor Zion, they can go before Mashiach comes. So Mashiach comes, it's, it's an achishana Mashiach, it's a deserved Mashiach, not a be'ita Mashiach, not a chronological, a timely Mashiach. It will immediately happen. Initially, the beginning of the Gosel Mashiach, special governance from above. In other words, the Anhaga for Bitlam and Hagishalela, a conduct of breaking the nature of this world, and of course, we have the famous Hasidus that just like when Yidin left Mitzayim, there were many miracles. When Mashiach comes, there are going to be miracles. And the miracles of Mashiach are going to be so much greater than the miracles of Etzias Mitzrayim that if we would see the miracles of Etzias Mitzrayim as Teva, the miracles of Mashiach are going to be Niflois. What can I tell you? It's a good Sikha. Okay, thank you for listening.